What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with an amazing speaker. She has shared the stage with people like Tony Robbins and most recently Russell Brunson at Funnel Hacking Live. She helps entrepreneurs and business leaders find their charisma style to convert better on video. Please welcome to the show, McCall Jones. Welcome to the show today, McCall. How are you doing? I'm so good. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you've got a super busy schedule, probably even more busy after uh, Funnel Hacking Live recently, right? It's, it's started to fill up a lot, but yeah, I'm so happy to do this. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So how real quick, how was, how was that event? I know Russell, Russell puts on, I mean, everything he does is amazing, but his, his events, oh, yeah. I've been to some of them before. They are... Uh, they're crazy good. So how, how was it? It was honestly, it was pretty extraordinary. I felt, I felt really lucky to obviously be able to, to speak at the event at all, but they had a pretty stacked lineup as far as speakers. So I was fangirling over every single speaker that I heard. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. I know Russell like choreographs the whole event, even just based on subjects. So it feels like, like this emotional roller coaster of even things that you're learning and stuff. So it was really cool. It was really cool. I liked it even, well, I know I spoke, but I liked it even more than, than the year before, which was, which was fantastic. Awesome. Well, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and how you got to the point in your life where you're getting to go up on stage at Russell Brunson's big event. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so my name is McCall, like you said before. So I'm the founder of a company called Charisma Hacking. So with Charisma Hacking, we solve two problems for people. The first one is people don't watch my videos. And the second one is people watch my videos, but they don't buy. So mm -hmm. we have uh, frameworks that help increase watch time and engagement rate and conversion rate on video. And the way that we do that is uh, we increase something called the fan score. And then we focus on what's called your charisma style. So the way I like to say it is there are no good and bad styles, but there's a right and a wrong style for every single human. Um, so if you think about like Gary V or Russell Brunson, if your audience is really familiar with them, they're very different people. As far as being good at commanding attention and being able to make people trust them and do what they say, they're both very good at it, but they both do it in completely different ways, right? So there has to be more than one effective way to do that. So what we found, uh, you know, with creating all of our programs and our systems is that most people who can't get people to pay attention to them or trust them or do what they say or move to action, right? Including by they're actually using the wrong charisma style. They're trying to be something that they're not. And we have formulas to make sure that you are effective so that you can do those three things. So my story, the way that I got into this, um, I started as a performer at a very young age, you know, starting from the age of eight, I was doing, um, I was like the go-to speaker on the motivational speaking or circuit. It was a really interesting <laughs> childhood for me, but I started performing in front of audiences at 35,000 people when I was 11, you know, 20,000 to eight. Um, and the stakes were always really high for 
for me, even at a young age, uh, I loved to perform, you know, but I was getting paid a lot of money to do it, which, you know, at a young age, that can be kind of scary from going from talent shows to, you know, getting paid $5,000, a singing engagement. And so there was a lot of really money on the table. And, um, you know, I had a dad who wouldn't speak to me for days at a time if I ever messed up on stage, cause I embarrassed him in front of his friends. So mm. these stakes were really high, really fast. So performing was really fun, but I had to find a way to make it easy because it became very hard. So what I ended up doing was starting, you know, at a very young age to create this formula that I actually use with my clients. Now I would put together performance checklists. I would look at people I was on the program with who were much better than me at performing. And I would say, what makes people clap for them? You know, how are they able to get somebody's attention? How are they able to get an audience to trust them or get people in networking situations to trust them? And what makes people invite them back or what makes people do what they say. Right. So the very first checklist, obviously when I was nine, there were like three long and it was like, Oh, they hold their microphone this way. And they pointed that person, you know, but, uh, this checklist system lowered my anxiety so much that it became a way of life. So I not only took my performance experience, but my ability to read people and to know what made them charismatic, uh, to break down things like the it factor or authenticity into something more than just like be authentic, be yourself and actually saying, what does that mean? And if, how do you know if you're not being yourself and how do you get back to being yourself? How do you make sure that you're effective at doing these things? So I did this, like I said, from the age of eight on, but I really thought that my superpower was performing for so long until, uh, you know, I stopped performing. It was a big, long story, but basically I was cast to do this reality show. It chewed me up, spit me out. Right. I was mm. suicidal on my bathroom floor and I was like, I can't do this anymore. They want me to be everything that I'm not. They hate me here. Like I just, I can't do this anymore. So, uh, I gave up on my dream of performing and, of acting and singing. You know, I did high school musical at the age of 16 and I, um, I had performed at this point in front of over a million people live. Like we ran the numbers. It was pretty spooky. And then even just with high school musical, you know, the premiere of that movie was 18 million people watched it that first day, you know? So I, I'd been wow. doing this life in front of so many people, you know, and I had a lot of experience, but in that moment, I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. So, uh, I started teaching voice lessons to kids and kind of thought I was going to be a has-been for the rest of my life. And then I went to Funnel Hacking Live in 2020 and I sat there and uh, Russell Brunson went on stage and he started teaching frameworks. Now I went to Funnel Hacking Live at this point, not with a business. I went to watch my sister-in-law who was speaking and I was just there to support. I say I was there as a civilian. <laughs> so I went to support her and I was sitting there and Russell got on stage and he said two things that really changed everything for me. He said, uh, if you have something that's going to change people's lives, it's your responsibility to give it to them. And then he said, the way that you're going to give it to them is you're going to publish. You're going to get on video and you're going to get on stages. And you're going to get on podcasts and you are going to share your message with the world. And I had been around these people, you know, for at least a couple hours at this point, I looked around and they were not good at doing that. And they, you know, in networking situations, people were like walking away from them. They weren't able to get people's attention, you know, mm. as they were filming videos in the lobby, I was like, Oh, they need some help. And <laughs> I knew how to do that. Right. Not only had I been teaching that to, you know, kids and performers for the last eight years at this point, but I had a system that I had created that I didn't even realize was my superpower, right? I had small checklists that even a nine-year-old, you know, at the time could understand that really actually worked. That didn't just stop it, be yourself or have more energy or don't cross your arms or don't say, um, right. I had formulas of actually 
what created, uh, you know, attention and conversion. So I went home and I started to create this system. I took all the checklists from my life and I put them, uh, with entrepreneurs and I said, okay, how do I, well, first like, does this work for entrepreneurs? And the first month of charisma hacking, uh, we increased a, webinar. So my very first client, we had a webinar that she had a 70% drop off rate before she saw me. And in that first month, like I said, it was my very first client. We changed that drop off rate from being from 70% to 30% in like three weeks. And we increased her click through rate of her Facebook ads 12 times. So we took it from a 0.5 to a 6%. And I was like, okay, we got something here. Right. So we put all of these things together and I started to realize that some tactics work for some people and they don't work for others. Cause like I said, we have specific styles. So I actually, uh, put together this scientific (laughs) study basically where I charisma hacked. I broke down what makes people do those three things, move to action, trust people and pay attention to people. And I charisma hacked a thousand people. I interviewed hundred funnel hackers. I did it with 500 people on clubhouse. And we came up with this charisma style system. We put through a K cluster analysis. Now I'm getting into all the boring stuff, but basically we have a system that tells you what your styles are and how to use them in order to be more effective at doing those three things on video. So that's my story. You know, Russell found me four months into my charisma hacking journey. He sent me a message and he was like, Hey, can you come, uh, do this training in my high ticket coaching program? And I was like, Hey man, sure. And then, you know, a couple months after that, he was like, Hey, you know, I want you to plan out your business model and your publishing model so I can present on it at Steve Larson's event. And I was like, Hey man, sure. And then, yeah. And then he asked me to speak at Funnel Hacking Live. He's, he's a fan of charisma hacking. I'm really lucky that, that he's been so kind to me. So it was really fun. Well, that's an amazing journey that, that, (laughs) You know, you, you, you kind of go full circle there. Like first you. you excelled at it, then you, then you stopped and now you help other people do it. What, what are the differences you think in people? Like two, you, two people you mentioned were, were Gary V and Russell Brunson and they're both yeah. really good. Um, other people may not know them as well, or maybe don't pick up on the nuances that, that you yeah, do. They just may, they just may know, Hey, I, heard both these different and I I like them right yeah I I I, I buy in but like for them specifically like what are the differences in in how they do what they do yeah so that's a great question so uh the specific charisma styles that everybody has so we figured out that you need three things in order to fully connect with a human and fully convert a human and we actually use these in our real life right you can break down kind of your personality into these three pieces the first one is authority so this is actually what you do with your personality with your actions and your words that make people do what you say uh, compassion is what makes people trust you and confide in you and confess their problems to you and then entertainment. And this is what makes people pay attention to you. So as we break down Russell and Gary V, we look at those three different parts, those three different charisma styles that they're using. And we say, okay, how do they move people to action in different ways? So there are actual, there are only three ways to move people to action. It's light, which they say, trust the process. There's lift. They say, trust yourself or there's lead. And they say, trust me. Right. So what Russell Brunson does is the way that he actually gets people to do what he says, he says, trust the process. He talks about his frameworks. He says, listen, if you, you know, this bus is going to this destination. If I convince you to get on this bus, it'll take you to where you want to go. What Gary V says, he doesn't say trust the process. He says, trust me. I know what I'm talking about right? Trust me. I will take you there. It doesn't matter where I'm going. I'm going to be in the driver's seat and I'm going to get you there. Right? So even the verbiage of how they sell people is different. The energy, the type of energy that they use is different, 
right? How they get people's attention. Russell's what we call uh, an excite with his entertainment style. He's all about enthusiasm. He's like, oh, what's up everybody? Like this is Russell yep. Brunson, right? <laughs> with Gary V, he's all about the importance and significance. He doesn't pull more enthusiasm to get people's attention. He pulls more significance. So he'll say things like your mom doesn't love you and that's okay. You know, you got to publish content every day. And you're like, okay, those things are very different, right? But they're both effective to get people's attention, right? So you look at that and you say, okay, well, instead of just add more energy, the first thing we have to look at is even just with those two examples, Russell adds a completely different kind of energy than Gary Vee does, right? And if Russell were to do what Gary Vee was doing, it would be ineffective. It would look very awkward, right? right? Or even in sales, if Russell tried to sell people the way that Gary Vee does, it would look aggressive and it wouldn't work, right? Same thing the other way. If Gary Vee tried to sell the way that Russell does, it would look like he was uncertain and he didn't know what he was talking about. Right. So there's a, there's no good and bad styles, right? Both of them are good, but there's a right and a wrong for every single person. Because if Russell used Gary's, it wouldn't work. If Gary used Russell's, it wouldn't work, but they're both good, right? They're both effective. So, so the when, main you, when you is, name those uh, three styles, I, I immediately put Russell in the trust the process bucket. I've, I've totally. heard him a couple of times, mm -hmm. but Gary, um, I, I was thinking you were going to say he was in the trust yourself process. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, so with trust yourself versus trust me. So I gave somebody this example, uh, yesterday actually. Um, so if you think of somebody who needs, so I'll just give you the example of charisma hacking. So if I had a client who didn't record videos uh, and they were supposed to right in the last week, what a lead or what somebody like Gary V would say is. I need you to do it. I don't know what happened this week, but you just got to do it. I'm telling you, trust me, trust my experience. I need you to record these videos. I know that it's scary. You got to push forward, right? Instead, what a lift would say, what I would say, cause I'm a lift. I'm in the middle of those two. Uh, I would say, okay, so you didn't record these videos this week. Here's what typically happens when that happens, right? So I have clients who get really overwhelmed and they get really frustrated. I have clients who, uh, start to write things down and can't find their place and they're uncomfortable with scripts. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, let's talk about it. Let's find the thing that, that you need in order to move forward. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's find the thing because trust yourself, right. It's talk to me about what happened this week, because we need to record these videos this week, right. Different different processes, but Gary V wouldn't sit down with somebody and say, now <laughs> this client gotcha. did this thing and this client did this thing. You know what I mean? So even though all of them are very empowering. So sometimes it's a language thing of people being like, oh, well, Gary V feels empowering, right? He tells you to do things, but the reason why you do them is because Gary V says, this is what you should do, right? Tony Robbins also a lead. So Tony Robbins says, you need to walk through fire and it'll make your business better. And people are like, whatever Tony says, I'm going to follow. <laughs> you know what I mean? He says, trust me. And they're like, okay, I totally trust you. Right. If I said that people would be like, you're a freaking crazy person. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so different. Do you see the difference? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. So what do you, when you start this process with people, do you, is the first step, I'm, I'm guessing you do some sort of survey or questions so that they can really dig into to who they are and how they would communicate best on, on video? Yeah, that's a great question. So with, yeah, with our Christmas styles program, especially, uh, so the very first thing that they get is they get a Christmas styles analysis call with me. So I tell you your styles. So they like send me a couple of videos before. And I, I will tell you, I'm just, I'm very good at knowing what they are. 
but uh, we do have, we can give your people the freebie that we gave at Funnel Hacking Live. So if they go to charisma.style, there's a, there's a charisma style estimator where you can start to pull yourself towards like, okay, when I need people to do what I say, who am I the most like? And it'll give you kind of an estimate of what it is. The only way to get it perfect, right? And it's important to get it right. But the only way to get it perfect is for me to give them to you because I can see things, right? The cool thing too is like, we all have uh, what are called false faces. So we have things that we compensate for right? We have things that people say, you're too much this, or you're not enough this. So we try to be something that we're not right. We also address those things. Cause I'm able to see on video, what people are trying to be that they shouldn't be using or who we have, Ooh, faces, right. That one's called a two face, but we have the Ooh faces where we see a mentor and it would be as if Russell looked at Gary V and he said, that's the good way to do it. Right. So if, if, if Russell saw that and said, Oh, well, I'm going to do what Gary's doing, it would be ineffective for him. Right. Even though Gary's success makes it seem like he's doing it the right way, right? So yes, we do the analysis, we break it down uh, and we make sure that you have the exact right styles that, so even like sales scripts and stuff, if you're getting sales scripts from people who have a different style than you, there are very high stakes of using the wrong charisma styles, right? If you use the wrong, remember no good and bad, but right and wrong for every single person. If you use the wrong authority style, it doesn't matter how entertaining you are. People will never buy from you. If you use the wrong uh, compassion style, it doesn't matter how much authority you have, how amazing your product is, right? It doesn't matter how much experience you have or how entertaining you are. They'll never trust you. It'll always feel off. It'll always feel slimy. And if you use the wrong entertainment style, it doesn't matter how much authority you have. doesn't matter how much people trust you. They'll never pay attention to you. Hold that thought for a second. Do you struggle with how to scale your real estate business without trading your most valuable asset, your time? for money. If so, Carrie and I want to help you. Since March of 2020, we have doubled our sales and tripled our profit. And we want to help you grow your real estate business in a smart way at the Hyperfast Summit in Boca Raton, Florida on February 1st and 2nd, 2022. We're bringing together top real estate leaders to help agents from all over the world. Go to hfasummit.com for tickets. Again, that's hfasummit.com for tickets. What are the different styles in those other bins or? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So with authority, we have three styles, right? So there's light lift and lead. So trust the process, trust yourself and trust me with compassion. There are three different ways to get people to trust you. There's steady, there's fix and there's mirror. So if somebody comes to you and they say, okay, uh, this is what's happening in my life. If you need them to trust you, what a steady does is they remain consistent with their emotions, right? They say, okay, yeah, tell me what's happening. Tell me what, tell me what you feel, right? What a fix does is they don't dive into the emotions. They dive into the context. They say, tell me how we got here. Tell me how we got here. Tell me what happened, right? Tell me the events. When somebody leaves a steady, they say, they know how I feel. When somebody leaves a fix, they say, they know exactly what I'm going through. You, sir, are a fix. With a mirror, right? I can charisma hack you right here because it's very fun. With a you're, mirror- You're saying I'm a fix. You're a fix. Yes, you're, you're a fix. You're right. <laughs> yes, you're a fix. So with a mirror, uh, they match the emotional intensity and cadence of whoever's across from them. I am a mirror. So if somebody comes to you and they say, oh my gosh, this is what happened. A mirror goes, what happened? Oh my gosh. Right. So, uh, yeah, with light lift and lead, I would say that you are a lead. 
with a steady fix and mirror, I would say that you're a fix, right? And then with entertainment, there are six entertainment styles. There are three that are less intense and three that are more intense. So starting with the uh, first one is called a maze. So a maze is full of wonder and full of excitement. It's almost like this, this childlike Christmas day quality, right? They say, this is so fascinating. And they focus on an object. Now, if you take that and you shift the focus from the object to the person and you intensify it a lot, you get excite. Excite's all about the enthusiasm. They're so excited. They say, I'm excited to be here. That's Russell Brunson, right? I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with Dave Woodward. Dave Woodward is an amaze. John Krasinski is an amaze. Um, Jimmy Fallon is an excite, right? Jimmy Kimmel is an excite, right? So uh, then we have charm. So charm is all about the intrigue. This is Ryan Reynolds. They say like, I don't know if you want this, but uh, this is what's happening here, right? That's how they get somebody's attention. Then if you shift that focus from the object to the person and you intensify it a lot saying, I am intriguing, you get perform. I am a perform, right? I am dramatic and I am saying I belong in the spotlight, right? Where a charm says I control where the spotlight goes. With amaze, they say, this is fascinating and this is exciting and excite says I am exciting. I am fascinating. Then finally we have charm or I'm sorry, sorry. We have uh, impress. So they say, this is important. This is significant. This is like Simon Sinek and Tim Ferriss, right? They say, this is what you should pay attention to. And then if you shift the focus once again from the object to the person and you intensify it, you get roar. This is Gary V. This is Trent Shelton. They say, I am important. I think this is important. So you should think this is important. And then you do. Right. So we have three authority, three compassion and six entertainment styles. Once again, no good and bad styles, but right and wrong for every single person. And the main thing that people fall into the main reason why you're not converting on video or your engagement rate is low, or people don't pay attention to you is you're using the wrong style. You're using one that is not you. And are most people aware of their style or even that they exist? Cause I, uh, I don't know if I've heard this framework before. So this is something that we came up with. This is, right. this is brand new. So this is combined with things that I see in people. And we actually did what's called a K cluster analysis. So all of the information that I gathered, I said, okay, now would I train Russell with Gary Vee or would I train with Tim Ferriss? Would I train him with this? So I took those thousand people that we charisma hacked and I ran them through this algorithm of this K cluster analysis all of the information and who they connected with. And we didn't come up with the amount of categories. So the way that we like to say this is most like personality tests, everybody tries to turn this into a personality test first. Those are all created top down. So it's as if they went to an alien planet and before they ever got off that alien planet, they said, okay, we're gonna categorize every living, every living thing on this planet. Here are the categories before they ever saw them. They're like, okay, there's fluffy, spiky, purple, flying ones and swimming ones. And they're like, okay, can you fit every animal in existence into those categories? You can, but it's kind of this arbitrary thing where they're like, okay, well, these are the categories we came up with. Let's fit everybody into them. That's what Myers-Briggs has done. It's what Enneagram has done, right? They all come up with the categories and then to fit people inside of them. What we did is we did it bottom up. So it's as if we went to that alien planet and we observed every single species before we ever said, what are the categories? And then we said, okay, let's place them in categories. And then we can say what the similarities are. We can say how many different ones they are and then say the similarities. 
we plugged it into this algorithm. So yeah, most people, uh, the main way that you will be aware of styles is knowing that you're in the wrong one, right? So it's when you feel aggressive in sales, or you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. If you feel awkward on video, if you feel like you're trying to add energy, but it makes you look really obnoxious, right? It's like using the wrong styles or feeling really slimy you can feel what the consequences are, right? You can see the audience behavior and say, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong before you ever say, oh, well, styles is the answer, right? Especially because this is this is a new framework that we're introducing to the world. There's just nothing that exists like it, right? So we, yeah, like you said, they, they probably aren't aware of styles, but when the very first thing that I ask people on our analysis calls is I ask them, what do you think your styles are, right? Because even though I know what they are, it's fascinating to see what people choose. Cause there's about 50% of people who get at least two out of three, right? 50% of people get them wrong. Right. But I usually see those things that we talked about, like the two face, they'll be like, well, I'm compensating for this. They'll say, well, you know, for me, I'll give you an example. I'm a perform. There's no, there's no surprise there, but my two face, right. The one that I pull to, to try and compensate and prove people wrong is impress, right? There's no good and bad, only right and wrong. Somebody who isn't impressed is amazing, but a perform trying to be impressed is very bad. That's very bad, right? So my whole life I was told I'm too bubbly, I'm too silly, and it makes me look stupid. So I try to take the silliness out of my personality and pull to impress, right? It makes it ineffective, right? I'm a silly weirdo, but I try to be impressed, right? So when people come to me and they say, well, I think I'm this, Sometimes they'll be saying they're two-faced and they're like, well, I'm trying to prove people wrong. Right. Or they'll say, I think I'm this with that ooh face because they want to be like Russell Brunson or Gary Vee or Tony Robbins, or they see somebody and they're like, oh, that must be the right way. You know? So sometimes yeah, I was going to ask, do, I mean, cause you would think people would just naturally be themselves, but do you think hmm. they see other successful people and then they, and, and that's why maybe they get it wrong. Cause it, they're like, well, it worked for them. I need to, I need to say this and, and do it this way. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing about styles is it's actually innate. So these are things that you're actually using in your real life already, right? So uh, I tell everybody this. So the fan score is how good you are at using your styles. It's how effective you are at moving people to action, getting them to trust you and getting them to do what you say or and getting them to pay attention to you. So everybody has a fan score of at least one, right? Especially if you've been married or if you have a best friend, right? You are able to get people to pay attention to you in your real life. There's no costume or explosion or pattern interrupt that exists that's more effective than how you've been doing that your whole life, getting people to pay attention to you. What we're trying to do is we're trying to move your business towards what you're actually already using. We know is effective in your real life, right? There's no sales script alive that is more effective than how you tell your kids to do what you say and they do it right? Or your friends to take your advice and they do it, right? So we are moving your business. We are moving how you are on video and in front of people towards what already works for you in your real life, right? So people are themselves when they're not, you know, when they don't have social anxiety and they don't have things that they think they should be in business or on video, or they're not trying to be professional. But when you're on video or in front of people, that's the only place that you don't use your styles effectively. So we're able to see that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, after, once, once you identify the styles, then is it just a matter of training people how to go back to what they naturally are or what's, what's the next step in the process? 
Yeah, absolutely. So with our trainings, so uh, with our styles program, we have 54 different learning tracks. So there are 54 different style combinations that you can be. So what all three of those together, they basically make up um, the way that you do those things, right? They make up who you are. They make up your personality, things like that. So yes, with our training program, you get the very first Monday of the month, you get an authority training that is specific to your style, right? So we work on things like shifting the language. So if you have purchased, I, we, we seriously had somebody come to our masterclass the other day who wrote in the chat, they have spent $200,000 on a combination of speaker trainings and sales scripts that now they're seeing don't work for them, right? They're like, oh my gosh. Wow what do I do? Right. Because they've gotten things in a language that doesn't resonate with them. Right. It's the same way that we said like, okay, Russell is trust the process. I am trust yourself. Gary V is trust your, or trust me. If Russell started to try to say, no, I'm the one you should listen to. It would, it would not work for him. He wouldn't be able to sell anything. Right. I'd because <laughs> you'd listen to him yet yeah, now. Right. So <laughs> it's because he's so, uh, it's because he says, no, the framework is the thing. The framework right. is the thing. You know what I mean? If Gary V all of a sudden was like, well, it's not about me. Like he would look very, um, he would look uncertain about what he was talking about. Right. And it would be very strange. Right. So a lot of people get sales scripts from people that yes, that specific person has had wild success with that because it works for their style, but then they give it to other people and it only works for some of them, not for others. And then they say, well, now I'm just going to point out the success that I've had. Right. And they say, well, there's gotta be something with this wrong with this person that the sales script doesn't work for because it works for all these people. But what tends to happen is the people that it works for have the same style as them. The people that it doesn't work for don't, but they don't know why it's not working for them. Right. They're like, think, why? Yeah, go ahead. Do you think people when they're in this script mm -hmm. or sales pitch style that or speaking style, that's not authentic to them. Do you think subconsciously they're, they're they, they know it and they're, they're sending cues that they're unaware of that, that are telling the people not, to like and trust them and, and buy in? Is that, That's is that why question. there's just, just minute incongruities that, that come out? So I would say, I would say it's both. The interesting yeah. thing is, um, so really in video marketing right now, the only things that are available to people when they say like, I'm going to make you better on video, they say, be yourself. Or they say, don't cross your arms. Don't say, um, be more polished, you know, or they give them scripts or they say, have more energy when none of that actually fixes the problem at all, or they say, just do more of it, right? You're going to suck at it at first. And the more you do, the better you're going to get the problem with that, right? Without the knowledge of your styles and doing it the right way, repetition, what happens is at the beginning, you feel awkward when you're not being yourself, you feel awkward. The more practice you have, the less awkward you feel because like when you walk into a room and there's a really funky smell, and then you're there for a while and the funky smell goes away. The funky smell didn't leave, right? You just got used to it, right? So people will yeah. repeat over and over and over again, and they'll get more comfortable with that awkward feeling. And they'll start to not see, I call them triggers, like the things that tell them you're not being yourself. And this actually does look awkward and they become more polished or they fumble over their words less, or they become less scared. So they think that means better when really better. The only way we can define better is more effective. So unless it's working, it's not actually getting better. You just are more comfortable doing it. Right. So at mm. first, absolutely. You can feel aggressive and then you're like, ah, but the more you practice that script, the less you fumble over your words. And the more you say, well, aggressive is what I'm supposed to feel like. 
right? When at the beginning you knew that it wasn't working and it felt awkward and it told you that, right? But then you kind of push those feelings aside or with entertainment, you feel awkward and you feel like I probably shouldn't be moving my arms like this. This feels really weird because you never talk like with your hands like that in real life. But the more you practice it, the more you say, well, I'm supposed to feel a little awkward. I'm going to get used to this, right? And you keep doing that over and over again. So absolutely the people on the other side, it's, it's an interesting thing. They, they can feel the awkwardness. They can feel that something is off a lot of times. I mean, I would say every time they're not going to say, well, they're probably using the wrong style on me. Right. But they're going to say, this feels disingenuous. This feels a little awkward. This feels a little aggressive, or they'll start to give you answers. Like, I just don't think it's the right time for me. Right. you know, you know, then they start to back off. They start to back out of the sale because they, they don't know what's off. They just know something is off. And when somebody feels like something is off, they're never going to invest in that. Right. They just say, they say, it's my gut feeling when it's like, oh, well (laughs) you are giving them cues, right. You're giving them cues that you just have become less aware of because you practiced it so much, or you're trying to lean into because you're like, no, I have to make the sale. And this person says that the script is going to work for me. I need to do that. Does that make sense? Hey, that's a great thought. But let me get to this question that I just got from one of my followers uh, right to my phone. Uh, by the way, did you know you can text me at 703-215-1684? This is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703-215-1684 and I will respond to you. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I think it shows that I guess with, with practice, anything can get better, but you're still probably way below your potential. You're just, you've just gotten better at a method. That's not the right way for you. Yeah. You've gotten more polished and I would even say more comfortable. Right. And like, really, if we say better, it's like, if you're stuttering over your words and then you're not stuttering over your words, people say, Oh, well, progress, progress. That's better. Right. But literally within charisma hacking, within charisma styles, we just say, is it more effective? Right. And we can literally measure these things, right. With charisma, we measure attention with watch time. We measure, uh, we measure trust with engagement rate, right? And we measure action with conversion rate. It's like, we don't, we don't take fluffy things and say, well, are you being yourself? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, well, do you feel like you're yourself? And they're like, I don't know. Right. We don't, we don't do that. We don't say like, right. well, be authentic. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, well, be yourself. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? We'll be authentic. Right. We don't go in these circles or just say, well, you just need to be you, but louder, but more, but bigger. Cause like nobody knows how to do that. Right. Nobody knows actually what that means. And they end up doing things that, that turn people away from them and turn people off. Right. But they just don't know that they just don't know that. So they just like power forward and then it doesn't end up working for it. It almost seems like this really doesn't apply just to video, but yeah. to really how you interact with, with everyone, like one on you know one on one sales or, or in the speaking. Yeah. So all the things that we work on. So we have people who are doing, yeah, podcasts, uh, just sales like over Zoom or in person. We have video. We have uh, really just like networking. I've done this with people outside of business who like I've done it with my sister-in-law who's like, oh my gosh, this is going to help me make friends in college. Like your styles are something that 
like I said, everybody has a fan score of one. It literally is measuring the actions. You can measure it by the actions and behaviors of other people. Are they paying attention to you, right? If you're in a room and you need people to pay attention to you, right? You use your entertainment style, right? If you are making new friends, I did this with my hairdresser because I can't shut up about this because clearly I'm very passionate about it. And we went through this and like, we talked about her compassion style and how she was trying to make friends with this woman who lived down the street from her, who just moved in, who had a baby that was the same age. And we were talking about her compassion style and how she was using the wrong style because somebody had once told her she was just in it for the drama and like all this stuff. And she was, she was doing something that when you use the wrong style, there are always repercussions. There are always consequences and the way, so a mirror that tries to be a steady, so, right? So that's my two-face. So sometimes I do that. It can sound very condescending, right? It can sound like, oh my gosh, you actually don't care about what I'm saying. Cause it's like, oh, well, how do you feel about that? And they're like, right. And she was doing that. So we literally talked about it and she was like, Oh, and we talked about how she's going to use her styles now to even just make friends in the neighborhood, right. To get people to come back to her, to her hair chair. Right. It's, it really, it's applicable in all areas of, of life. We're starting with, with video and stage and podcasts. And I just call them performance mediums because we're using it with entrepreneurs to say, okay, we need to move these things forward in your business, but you're totally right. It applies to everything. (laughs) How, how long does it take most people to start seeing results and improvements from this, this process, this method? That's a great question. So with my funnel hacking live speech, so before I did it live, I practiced it with people and, uh, I had a woman who only listened to the speech and she had a funnel where she was doing a summit and she had opt-ins for the summit. And then when you got to the funnel, it was the video for the upsell selling a $47 product. And before she listened to Christmas styles and knew what hers were, uh, she had 200 opt-ins and she had three sales. And literally just after hearing the speech one time, she went and she used her Christmas styles to change that video out for her summit funnel. And she made 270 sales in six days. So it's like it's wow. one of those things that just being aware of it, right. We've been able to, I've had clients who have increased watch time. So I have a client, his name is Eric. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, like two or 28,000 people. And just by changing his entertainment style, cause he was using that wrong. We increased his watch time by 242%. Right. So it's like, it's one of those things. And that was in three calls with him, right? It's one of those things that it's so incredibly powerful that first, just that awareness is something that, that is not only empowering, but it helps you. And then the implementation factor, right? We start implementing and people start seeing results immediately. It's one of those things that, like I said, it's already innate in you, right? And being trained on like, oh, okay, I'm changing this language. Things start to sound familiar, right? It's like, oh, I literally, I have people on the calls all the time. That'll be like, you literally told me my authority style. And you told me things that I would be saying with, you know, what if I'm, if I'm out of my style and you told me phrases I should be saying in my style, I used to use that in my swim team when I very first started coaching. And that's when I was the most authoritative, but I never use that in sales. It's like, all these things start to sound familiar. And it's like, oh, wait, I parent my kids that way, right? It's like, of course I should do that in sales. Or like, I do that with my best friend. That's how I get them to trust me every time. But I never do that on sales calls. I wonder why. Or like, oh my gosh, that is how I get people's attention. I've always been the life of the party, but at work, I try to be so professional, right? There are things that start to sound familiar and all of a sudden it it becomes very liberating, very freeing for people. Right. And obviously it gets results too, which is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that starts working immediately. And then the more, you know, about it, right. The longer you are in the program, the longer that you get trained on different things, 
uh, the more you can actually apply your styles to your business. It's really cool. <laughs> do people end up changing more than just their videos? Like did, did she, like in that one example you gave, did she just change the video or did she end up you know, changing the funnel and the copy to, to match. Uh, That's a great question. New, so style. Yeah. So when it comes to copy, so, um, so we really work on changing three things in order to get them into your style. It's content, copy, and delivery. However, with the copy, there is a piece where if you are just writing the copy and you're not saying it out loud, it just has to be effective. You can hire copywriters to just write like email sequences and things that you are not going to say out loud, right? Not on a podcast, on a video, whatever. Like my husband, he is our operations person for Charisma Hacking. He writes all of our sales funnel copy and he's a lead and I'm a lift, but it doesn't matter because I don't say his words out loud. Mm. So if it's just effective, you can hire a copywriter to write any print copy and it's just effective. That's great. But when you're saying it out loud, that's when you have to be in your style, right? On your post, you can hire a copywriter. If it's effective, that's awesome. It might not sound like the same voice as you, but it's effective and it'll work. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, my husband has, our styles don't overlap at all. He's a lead fix charm. I'm a light mirror perform, right? So he can write copy that people just read in their heads and it's fine. But if I say it out loud, it has to be in your style. So that's why sales scripts, right? If you, if you have a template for email sequences, you can keep using that. If it's working, that's great. For a sales script, you're saying it out loud, right? It's something that you are the face of, right? You are the person who is moving people to action. So that has to be in your style. So yeah, the only thing she changed on that was, was her video with her funnel. Everything could remain the same because if it was effective, it was effective. If it wasn't, it wasn't right. But just changing that video was the thing that got her those results. So what, what do people do if they're they're part of a team or a couple, right? Yeah. Um, is it is it and they're probably in most cases going to be a different mix. Yeah. How yeah, how would yeah how would like two of them or or a team or group be in a video and each still reflect yeah. their individual style? It's exactly what you just said. So people, because a lot of people ask me like, are people attracted to specific styles or not? Uh, you're not right. So you are attracted to all styles as long as people are using the right one, right? You're attracted to what we call true faces. So like I'm attracted to, uh, Russell Brunson's type of authority and Gary V's type of authority because they're using the right one, right? It's when they use the wrong ones that you're not attracted to that. So if you have a team or you have a partnership, uh, I literally just talked to uh, a partnership. They have a podcast together and they run the business together. They're very different styles. The interesting thing is when they get on video, they try to pull to each other's and it becomes ineffective for both of them. So what we talked about was you need to make sure that you're doing this, right? If one of them is a charm, I'm like, you gotta be more snarky because you're trying to soften yourself to match him. And he was trying to be more firm than he was like trying to take out magic and his voice and all this stuff because he was trying to compensate and be more like his partner, right? So what we work on is making sure each individual person is their style because true styles complement true styles, right? Because you're not trying to compensate for things. And, you know, you have friends and you have spouses and whatever that are different styles than you, as long as everybody is in their own style, it's effective, right? And you can create, you can create a great one-two punch if you bring in like a closer, or if you bring in somebody, if they are a different style than you, that's awesome. Then people get different language and they can see different things and then they can feel like they trust themselves and like they trust the person and they trust the, you know what I mean? Like as long as everybody's in their style, remember all of them are effective. There are no good and bad ones. All of them are effective as long as you use the right one. So you go through every member of that team and you say, okay, you do this, but make sure you don't start pulling towards Jerry because Jerry's styles aren't going to work for you. And we make sure that they are just in their correct styles, which is really cool. 
Fascinating. Well, this this has been an amazing uh, show. I'm I'm an awestruck of this of, of this this uh, platform or or, or, or framework you've built and and the potential it has to it's crazy to help people, right? Because if if you are paying the same amount of money but getting more people to click after seeing your, totally. your ad and then getting more people to convert, it you know it could change people's lives in amazing ways. Totally. Thank uh, you for saying that. I always, I always like to, to end with the hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions. And I'm ready. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new entrepreneur? Think with your feet. Don't uh, worry about adjusting, edit as you go. Publish. And then if you have a new idea, publish again. If you have a new idea, publish again. Don't wait. Just think with your feet. What's the biggest mistake? that you see successful people do in business? No, they use the wrong Christmas bell. (laughs) (laughs) What's the biggest challenge you've ever had in business and how did you overcome it or what'd you learn from it? Um, I had someone um, come into a program that was very sketchy and they were lying to people and I found out and it made me shut down my programs for a while because I felt like it was my responsibility. And all of a sudden I started blaming myself and how I overcame that. Uh, I just felt like, you know, we've talked about how powerful charisma styles can be, how charisma hacking can be so powerful and in the wrong hands. That's actually a really scary thing. So, uh, I, got really scared. And I was like, oh man, if people use this for evil and then it's my fault and all this stuff, the way that I overcame that, I literally was listening to, uh, my sister-in-law, who's an incredible businesswoman. Her name's Catherine Jones. Uh, she talked about this couple who she coached that they were holding events and they got really upset. They said, all these speakers keep stealing our people because people in our audiences keep joining their high ticket programs at the end of our Mm. events. And what she said to them is, well, are you offering a high ticket program at the end of their event at the end of your event? And they said, well, no. And she's like, okay, so you're setting them up. You're, you are revealing a hole in their business and you're setting them up for other people to fill that hole in their business, right? They want to fix it and you are sending them somewhere else to fix it. And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, it, if I am opening up this hole, cause I couldn't stop talking about charisma hacking they're going to go to somebody else to fix it. Right. And somebody else in my programs, uh, joined the thing that snapped me out is another person who I had said no to in the process of shutting down my programs went and joined the person who had been lying's program. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I sent her to her doom because I refused to step up to the plate. Right. So it was this, it was this huge thing where I was like, you know what? It's your responsibility. If you have something that's going to change people's lives, you have to give it to them. Even if it's scary, even if, you know, you have hesitations or even if you see things like that, you can do so much more good in the world than bad people can use it to do evil things. So I would say it was that it really, it made me shut down programs for several months. And then all of a sudden I snapped out of it and I was like, no, it's my responsibility. I got to fix this. When you're not making amazing content and, and teaching other people how to do it, what Thank would you. we, uh, what would you most likely be doing? Ooh, writing songs and singing. I've been a musician my whole life. Probably that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Ooh, with uh, a lot more people in Christmas styles. Honestly, we're going to write a book in the next year about it. Um, probably go on speaking tours and it, honestly, charisma hacking 
and charisma styles really does have the potential to, and I don't say this lightly, it has the potential to change the world and how people communicate with people. And, you know, I feel like it's my calling and my responsibility to make sure that people have it because I only succeed if they succeed, right? It does nothing if people don't use it. So I hope that people are changing the world with, with charisma styles. Awesome. I, I uh, would love to watch watch you on that journey. So uh, maybe maybe we can have you come back and give an update. Uh, if people want to learn more about Charisma Styles or connect with you of course. Uh, in any way, what, how should they do that? Yeah. So if you go to charismastyle.me, you can, we have master classes that you can sign up for where I literally go through not only my funnel hacking live speech, but I give you a little taste of trainings, how they would look for each specific style. And then in that masterclass, we actually we give you the opportunity to join that program if you want to. So charismastyle.me uh, will give you all the information that you need. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so uh, very entertaining, very educational. I encourage thank as many you. people out there who are listening and watching to go to that site. What was it again? Charismastyle. Charismastyle.me. Uh-huh. Charismastyle.me. Uh, thanks again, McCall, and to all of our listeners and viewers out there. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.